0: Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe-Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wiseheart PDX. Hello, thank you for being with me today. Today I want to offer... An understanding of listening, how to cultivate listening, and how to ask for listening. So first I want to put listening in the context of what it means really in our life. From my perspective, listening is so incredibly important because it is a reliable way to feel the company of others in your life. To have a sense that you are not alone in this life, that you are accompanied, being seen and heard for who you are and for what's alive in you, for your experience for what you enjoy and what you struggle with is so, so essential to having a sense of companionship and intimacy in your life. Without listening, it's easy to find yourself feeling alone and isolated. So it is perhaps the most important gift you could offer another person. And I feel some grief when I think of how often the relationships end because there isn't the listening that's needed to provide this sense of companionship. Or how often people feel alone, because they are not heard in their life. So let's begin with a definition of listening, a functional definition of listening, which for me are the most important ones. The definition of listening that I think is most useful is that listening is what happens what you do what you offer when the other person has a sense of being heard and seen so we can and we will <laughs> create a lot of words around what is listening and how to ask for it and how to do it and at the core of all of that, there is just this simple definition that listening is what's happening when the other person says, I feel heard. You see me. You get me. You understand me. I feel that you are with me. That's listening. And so when the other person is saying, I don't feel heard, your communication sucks, you're not communicating well, you're not listening well, then that's a time for you to say, ah, whatever I'm doing that I'm calling listening isn't actually listening because the the other person doesn't have a sense of being heard. So there's a humility there, right? There's a humility in accepting that you don't know what works for someone else. And if you have an identity, (laughs) like a trainer or a therapist, or you're in the helping field, and you have an identity that says, I'm a good listener, then it may be even more difficult for you to accept That someone in your life, perhaps someone very important, is telling you, you're not a good listener. In our dream world, our language would evolve so that we don't express our needs with labels like that. (laughs) But for the world we're in now, that's what we've got most of the time. And We'll talk a little bit more about the ideal in a little bit. So first, let's just orient with that. Listening is defined solely by whether or not the other person feels heard. That's the most important thing to start with and to integrate if you want to become a better listener. So let's imagine that you want to be a better listener and the other person for whatever reason is not giving you the feedback to help you understand what to do to meet their need to be heard. And so on your own side, I want to offer something that you can do to experiment with some basics that for most people will give them a sense of being heard. So the first and most simple thing is taking an interest in someone else and following up with that interest. Mm -hmm. This is not so much about whether you care about someone else. You, you can have a deep sense of caring and still not really take an interest in that person in a way that gives them the sense of being heard. So let's look a little more subtly at this taking an interest. Taking an interest in someone is means letting go of your interests. The other day, someone asked me, we're building a little tiny house here on our land and someone asked me, Oh, how's it going with the tiny house? And I got maybe three or four words out, and then that person switched immediately to their own house. Oh, in my house, da-da-da-da-da. So there was an initial interest, but not a sustained interest. There wasn't actually any listening that followed the interest. I know that person has a basic sense of caring for me and my life, but I don't have the experience of being heard with that person taking an interest means grounding yourself in ah i'm curious about that person and then checking am i curious enough to stay with my interest and listen allow silence perhaps here's some strategies strategies coming your way listen look at them In silence, allowing them to say more, to have space to say more. Asking a follow up question. It can be very simple and content based. Follow up question. Follow up questions can also be a little deeper like, oh, and how do you feel about building the house? How has the process been for you? This is a very very important practice for listening. What kinds of questions can you ask to help the other person unfold their experience without just following your own interest about their experience. So if you really have a big interest in appliances, you only ask them what appliances they're getting for their house. They have absolutely no interest in appliances. And they want to tell you about the feng shui, but you're not asking about that because it's not your interest. So you can see it gets more and more subtle as we get into it. When you're listening, you're not referencing your interests so much. You're looking, you're watching that person, and you're looking for expressions on their face, or you're listening for inflections in their voice or tone that imply, that tell you where their interest is. And you're following that, even if it's the most boring thing in the world for you. You're following that. If you don't have any interest in feng shui, you don't have to fake it. (laughs) But you can just reflect back, oh, you're really in feng shui. I don't know anything about that, but I can hear excitement when you talk about that. Yeah, you're just noting what you notice in the other person. If you're genuinely interested in connecting to that person, the authenticity is there for you in that. It doesn't have to enter into specific subjects like appliances and feng shui and paint colors. That doesn't have to interest you. You're interested in the person. And therefore, you're interested in understanding what brings them joy or what challenges them. That's where your questions come from. So, for that strategy, I invite you to notice this week. If you take on this particular strategy of improving your listening, and we're going to do another here in a second, that you notice, am I taking an interest in the people I want to listen to, or I want to have heard by me? I want them to be heard by me and have that sense. And if I am, how long can I stay with talking about what's interesting to them before I refer back to myself? Can I ask a follow-up question and still stay with them? Try to notice that moment you go back to your own interest. Not because it's wrong to have your own interest, but because I want it to be a choice for you. And if someone's telling you you're not a good listener, it's probably not a choice for you right now. You're probably automatically going back to yourself without noticing whether the other person has a sense of being heard. And that's something you can ask direct. Did I hear everything you wanted to share about your house? You can ask that question. Okay, let's look at another key to listening. Everyone has a different style of expression. Some folks are able to just express, 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 and it's quite easy for them. And they just tell more details than you're interested in hearing, but they don't have any trouble taking up that space expressing. Other people are looking and checking for your interest, are waiting for a space to self-connect so they can share, are noticing whether their sharing is important to you, right? Those are maybe two ends of the continuum. Maybe at the farthest end is, is it safe to share? And at the other end is, I just share, I don't even notice if it's safe or not, right? So expression lives on all kinds of continuums and that's one. if someone is having a sense of not being heard another thing that may be happening is that they're not receiving enough silent space in between what's shared to self-connect and so if they don't have enough space to self-connect the next thing they might want to share never arises and they're left feeling kind of lonely kind of eh, This person doesn't really want to hear what I have to say because every time there's a silent space, they just fill it. They fill it either with their own interests or they fill it with interview questions to get me to talk, but they're not really taking a notice, taking notice of what's alive in me. So one way to improve your listening is to challenge yourself To allow more silence. To be with the discomfort you might feel in those gaps. In which you're just sitting quietly and you don't know what will come next. Maybe feels awkward. And since your interests are right there at the tip of your tongue, you just fill in by habit. So watching that habit of just filling in the spaces with whatever occurs to you about your life and letting that space be there and notice if the person enters. Letting the silence be there as a way of increasing your skill with listening. Let's do two more briefly. We'll do two more inviting inviting is more than asking a question this is a my mind a more subtle skill than asking a question inviting is more explicit it's saying something like hmm I'd love to hear what's been going on for you if you'd like to share I really have space to listen right now if there's something you want to share I'm still with you if you want to talk more about that. I'm in no hurry to get to the next thing if you'd like to talk more about that. Various ways of inviting someone into a space that you're willing to hold. You can do that with those invitations that I just demonstrated around content. And, and it's quite general. I'm willing to hear more. I'm still listening. If you'd like to share more. You can also get very specific. Right? Around the emotions. I receive your emotions easily. Your tears are not a burden for me. Your sadness is not a burden for me. If you'd like to share more. I'm happy to celebrate that with you. I hear your celebration easily. I don't hear it as bragging or boasting. I hear you're happy about what you've done. You feel proud. So bits of empathy there. You can specifically invite someone's emotional expression. And the last one I wanna mention of course is empathy and reflecting back. Uh, reflecting back, is actually much more difficult than one might think. When you reflect back, you might have a tendency to include your own interests, your own biases, your own opinions, your own agreement or disagreement. When you include agreement, it's quite different from a reflecting back. You're referring back to yourself and when you say, I agree, The other person unconsciously perhaps recognizes that in the next moment you might say, I disagree, and then we're having a conflict. Whereas just reflecting back is neutral. I hear you saying this. I hear you saying this. You can do it word for word. It's not a test of your listening or your ability to remember what someone says. It's a simple acknowledgement. I hear you. And it goes a really long ways. It's so powerful. It's so, so powerful. It sends a message to the other person. I have space for what's going on for you. I'm taking the time to reflect back, to show my interest, and to show that I have space in me for you. Reflecting back also slows Conversations down and allows for deepening more self-connection, more connection on both sides. Helps with physiological regulation and breathing. Empathy is more complex. Empathy, as I define it in the work I offer, we offer here at Weishart, is a willingness to listen to the feelings and needs underneath the content. For most people, this is a skill that is quite challenging to learn. It's not an obvious thing. It requires a vocabulary of feelings and needs, number one, universal needs, which is not a given in, our, in most cultures. It requires a subtle vocabulary. Of course, you can find a list of feelings and needs on our Wiseheart website, wiseheartpdx.org. But it's that willingness to listen at another level, to listen from the heart. Ah, and when that was happening for you, were you wanting more collaboration with the group? Make a guess there. Were you feeling disappointed? It's that willingness to make a guess which is risking yourself right in some ways it might feel like a risk that you're guessing at someone's experience and you could be wrong. (laughs) We're trying to get away from that wrong or right mentality. You're making space for their world in you. So let's review strategies for increasing your ability to listen. One, take an interest in the other person, follow up on that interest with a question. Notice what interests them. Let your questions be guided by their aliveness. Notice how automatically you come back to your own interests. Notice this habit in you. The second, leave a silent space for the other person to self-connect for something to arise naturally notice your impulse to fill a silent moment with your own interests and take a pause with that discomfort of the silence and let it be the third invite How many different ways can you invite someone to share their experience? Ask yourself this question. If you have someone in your life who you call a great listener, listen, watch them, listen to them. How do they do it? How do they invite you forward to speak? If there's someone in your life whom you say to yourself, Oh, with that person, I can just say anything. Study that person. I'm guessing they invite you in a variety of ways. Notice how they do that. And the last one, reflect back and offer empathy. Okay. Let's look at the next thing. How can you give feedback to someone else who is not listening in a way that gives you a sense of being heard? If you already have a network of friends, which really give you a sense of being heard and listened to, and it's mutual, there can be a tendency perhaps to simply not attend to those who don't listen well to you, to sort of cut them out of your life, or to limit, what you share with them, avoid them in a certain way. This is kind of sad if it's someone you genuinely care about, especially if it's a family member, perhaps there's a grief there that that person doesn't hear you. You would like more connection, but it doesn't seem possible. In those instances, it's important to learn to give others feedback, that help them grow their listening. Another way to say this is you're responsible for creating the listening you want. Obviously, it's an interaction, right? And there needs to be a willingness on the other side to want to learn to listen better, obviously. For right now, I want to focus on possibilities for you to give clear feedback about what you want or what works for you to give you a sense of being heard. It's not enough to tell the other person, you don't communicate well, you don't listen to me. Whew, so many times have I heard that in relationships when working with couples. So many times have I heard that the end of a relationship included that phrase. You're not a good listener. It's not enough. It's not enough to help the other person understand what happened, grow whether in the same relationship or the following relationship and become a better listener. Instead, it usually just triggers defensiveness. I am too a good listener, right? Some version of that. That person is denied the beautiful transformation they could engage in to be a better listener. And the person leaving the relationship doesn't gain any skill either in understanding how to give feedback. If you want to give another person feedback about how to hear you better, you can start by observing those who already hear you well. (laughs) What are they doing exactly? What would a video camera record in a moment when you are being heard? Break it down for yourself. What really matters to you? And the list is similar to what I just talked about in terms of increasing listening, right? For most people, when they have a sense of being heard, those four things are occurring that we just named, the very same. Taking an interest, leaving a silent space for unfolding, inviting and reflecting back, offering empathy. So the question is when you don't have a sense of being listened to, what do you want in that relationship? And even in that moment. And you might know what you want, but the real hurdle might be asking for it. So let's look at some examples. How could you say that? How could you give that feedback in a moment? Let's go to the example I used a moment ago and someone asked me about my house. And then... At the end of maybe a single sentence from me, they talked about their house. I could say in that moment, hey, I still want to tell you about my house. Would you be willing to hear more? You want, would you be willing to hear all the colors I painted in my house? Right, so in that moment, I'm asking for more listening. Mm, So along those lines, phrases like, Oh, wait, wait, I wasn't done yet. I want to finish. I want you to hear the whole thing. Are you willing to hear the whole thing? Oh, you're starting to change the subject and talk about your work. I wonder if you could ask me a couple more questions about my day. So getting this comfort with jumping in there as the other person is going back to themselves in the moment and asking for more. You can do that with reassurance. Oh, you're starting to talk about your work and I want to hear that. I would really like to finish first telling you this story from my work. Are you willing to listen? Offering that reassurance or making your request upfront. Hey, I want to tell you about something and it would really help me to... Have a sense of being heard if you ask me a couple questions about what I'm saying while I tell you. Or it would really help me have a sense of being heard if you'd really be willing to reflect back what you're hearing me say. Learning to make those requests really help. what works for you around being heard get really really clear about that and then let the other person know the more clear you get the easier it will be to say it another strategy is to in the moment when you share something vulnerable and you don't feel heard it can be very difficult to say something You may have some reactivity in which you withdraw or go away or disconnect or become angry. And you know that if you try and give feedback in that moment, it won't work or you can't even access it. So another strategy is to come back. This is perhaps a useful strategy in your closer relationships to come back the next day and say, Hey, Last night I was trying to tell you about something that was important to me. And in what was the middle for me, you began telling me a related story in your life. I want to hear your stories too. And when you start to tell a story in your life without without asking me if I was finished, without asking me a question about my story or reflecting back, I feel lonely. And I don't have a sense of being heard. I wonder if you'd be willing to hear the rest of that story now and to set your intention to be conscious of whether you've heard everything I had to say. And you can just ask me too. What happens for you when you hear me make this request right now and give you this feedback? It's a lot. It's a lot of responsibility for you to remember to ask for the listening you want and to give feedback. And this is what we've got, right? If we really want to become relationship masters and create thriving relationships in our life, that means taking full responsibility for the way you want to be heard. It's absolutely central absolutely central to not let that go to not let it go and just hope you'll be heard next time or just wait for someone who listens better it's not enough in my heart and vision we evolve together as one people as one community And that means when someone doesn't hear you, you invite them in. You invite them in, you call them in and say, hey, I want to be heard, not just because I want to be heard, also because I want you in my life. And I care about evolving together in this capacity to hear each other without judgment, and to offer that safe space in which the diversity of who we are and the diversity of our experience can be seen and celebrated that's why we take this deep responsibility for our own need to be seen and heard I invite you right now to consider and to identify who in your community or your family is not listening to you, is not meeting your need to be heard. Are you willing to give that person feedback? If the answer is no, look again for someone else with whom you would like better listening, with whom you'd like to be heard and seen more fully. And ask yourself the question, the next time I share something with that person, and they do whatever it is they do that doesn't give you a sense of being heard, go back to themselves or get distracted or whatever it is, fill the blank space. What would you be willing to do to give them feedback in that moment? What would you be willing to say? How do you want to say that? Maybe you could practice with someone else. Take on that challenge. Next time I will say or do this when I don't have a sense of being heard with this person. Help us grow this community of listeners, of connection by making that extra effort with a relationship that's not central what's still important to you, still one in which you want some connection. Make that extra effort to give this feedback about listening so that we can all grow together. Thank you so, so much for being with me, for taking an interest in transforming your life and growing and evolving together. It's so important. Together we're making a change. Radiating love from my heart to yours. You can find free resources and information about mindful, compassionate dialogue, as well as WiseHeart's live offerings and self-paced workshops online at www.WiseHeartPDX.org. You can also connect with WiseHeart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at WiseHeartPDX.org.